Welcome back to another episode of Podcasting for Educators. In today's episode, we're covering a topic that all podcasters can benefit from hearing about. Kristen Doyle is joining us, and she's answering all of your questions about what you need to know when it comes to adding your podcast to your website. Things like how important is it to actually have your podcast on your website, what you should include on your podcast page and in your show notes posts, and how you can use SEO to get more traffic to your podcast page. If you're in the TPT world, you probably already know Kristen, but in case you don't, Kristen Doyle is a website designer, SEO expert, and coach for TPT sellers. She's also the host of the Savvy Teacher Seller podcast, where she shares no-fluff tools and strategies that will really make an impact on your sales. I have the pleasure of managing Kristen's podcast, and I even had the opportunity to meet her in real life this year, which was so much fun, and that's why it was extra special to have her as a guest on the podcast today. Kristen really knows her stuff, and I knew that she was the perfect person to talk about this topic. So let's go ahead and get to it. Your podcast is a powerful tool that serves your audience and your business. But how do you manage it all, bring in new listeners, and convert those listeners into customers? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators. I'm Sarah Whitaker, classroom teacher turned podcast manager, and I'm here to help you get the most out of your show, all while making an impact on other educators. Hey, Kristen. Welcome to the podcast. I was just on your show recently, and now I get to have you on mine. So welcome. Hi, Sarah. I'm so excited to be here. We've been talking about me coming on your show for a while, and it's finally happening. So thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so glad that we get to do this. And we're going to be talking about a topic that I'm really excited about, and it's one that we haven't really touched on on the show, and that is talking all about your podcast page on your website, as well as we'll talk a little bit about Show notes as well. This is a big, big question that people have when they first start their podcast because, you know, some people have websites when they get started with their podcast and other people don't have a website mm -hmm. at the time that they start their podcast. And so I, I always get asked, you know, how important is it really for me to have my podcast on my website or even have a website at all? Because you know, you, you've got your description that you can put inside of your podcast host that shows up on the listening apps. But then I always encourage people to also have it, have a main page on their website and then have a show notes post for each episode. So let's kind of start there because you are an SEO expert, a website expert. So I'm really excited to get your opinion on this today. Like, why do you think that we should have a podcast page on our website in the first place. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. This is not a topic I normally get to talk about either. So this will be yeah. fun. So if you have a website and you don't have your podcast on it, I would say you are flat out missing the opportunity to get more traffic to your podcast. For and sure. that's what we all want as far as growing our podcast is to get more listeners. So if you have a website and you're not putting what I would argue is probably one of your best pieces of free content on that website, then you're definitely missing out. If you don't have a website, I know it can feel super daunting to create a website just for your podcast, but 
that website is kind of a piece of real estate that you own. So if you decide to change podcast hosts down the road or you know, you just need to put things somewhere that you own, somewhere that's not on your podcast pages that the host provides, your website gives you a place to do that. It's where you can run ads and you can put Facebook pixels and all of those kinds of things. Not to mention it has some really good SEO benefits. And I know we'll dive into that a little bit more later on. But I definitely think when it comes to getting more traffic to your podcast, a website's a really good way to take advantage of people who are searching on Google for the things that you're talking about in your show. Yes, absolutely. I think that that's such a good point and an opportunity that I think all of us would like to take advantage of. So kind of on that same topic here, another question that just popped up is some people who have a website, maybe they have a blog that hasn't gotten much love in a while. Do you have an opinion on whether or not they should create kind of like a separate section on their website for their podcast or if they can just kind of make their existing blog their podcast area, if that makes sense? Yeah, that really can go either way. On my site, my podcasts are separate from the blog and I know several other people who do it that way. So I essentially have two different post types. I have my blog posts and my podcast posts, which are really the show notes for the episodes. And that's great, especially if you are blogging on a regular basis, because it does create that separation. It gives you a really clear place to go for the two different types of content. But if you are that person who maybe has stopped blogging and you are just podcasting, which honestly is me, and I probably should have just done it this way to begin with, but (laughs) that's okay. I didn't know when I started. If you are really just podcasting, then I don't think there's anything wrong with putting your podcast show notes on as blog posts and not adding an extra section and just kind of letting it become your blog. Yes, that's perfect. And that's that's basically what I'm doing as well. I don't do regular blog posts. I just kind of have my podcast and the different posts up there. So let's kind of paint a picture because if anybody's listening who, who like I said, maybe has a either pretty basic website right now or is in the midst of creating a website. Like I said at the very beginning, what I always tell people is to, you know, have that main podcast landing page that that you can direct people to and that's kind of like mm-hmm. your main podcast page. And then you can have the separate posts for each of the episodes. So, what would you recommend? Let's start with that main podcast page on your website, what would you recommend that people include on that page? Yeah, I love talking about this stuff. So the layout of your page really needs to kind of draw people in and guide them through a journey. So at the very top, what you want to identify for people is who are you? Who are you? What is your podcast? Who is it for? And then how can they take some sort of action? So for your podcast, this is the name of your show. Who's your target audience? What are you talking about? And you probably don't need to recreate the wheel. In fact, I think I copy pasted from my podcast description for what's at the very top. I may have rephrased it a little bit to fit the space better, but I think I basically copy pasted from my podcast show description. Yeah. So what is your show? Who's it for and what's it about? And then where can they listen? And so for me, I put at the very top, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google, because those are the ones I get the most plays on, according to my podcast analytics. So that's the ones I put at the top. 
And then, of course, they can scroll down. They can find other links in other places. We can talk about that in a minute. But those go right at the top. And I would also use an image at the top that either looks like your podcast cover image or one or even just use that podcast cover image. So lots of different ways that you can do some images at the top, but you want to draw that connection between your show and the page that they're on. It'll make it easy for people who initially find you on your website to recognize that they're on the right show when they pull it up in their podcast player or vice versa. It just helps with continuity and brand recognition, essentially, because your podcast is part of your brand. Below that top kind of hero section, that's where I would get into, I like putting my latest episode. And I know most podcast hosts, you can just grab some code and drop the embed code in and it will always pull the most recent episode. So it's a set it and forget it thing, which is nice. So I like to put the latest episode there so that people who are maybe new, maybe they don't have a podcast app they like to listen to. They can listen right there on the website. And below that, some things like your most recent episodes, maybe you have certain categories that you put out episodes about a lot and you want to put some featured categories on. I think I titled mine, like, what can I help you with or something like Mm -hmm. that. And then we have a couple of categories. That way people are able to get into posts that are specifically curated for them. It's things that they are interested in based on wherever they are and what they're looking for out of your show. So I definitely recommend putting both of those sections in. And you want to kind of introduce yourself too. Think about it almost the same way that I think most of us do our show description where at the top we paint that big picture of what is the show about. You're going to also tell a little bit about yourself. You want to let them get to know you, the host, and why is it they should trust you and listen to you? What is your expertise? So I like to put in about the host and don't be afraid to put your picture on there. People like to see the face of the person that they're listening to every week. Yes, especially if your cover art doesn't have your photo on it. They want that visualization of who you are. Yeah, absolutely. It just helps build recognition and make that connection with you as a person, which is so important. And honestly, one of the things that kind of is a superpower when it comes to podcasting over putting out blog posts and using that as your weekly content too. Yes, absolutely. I love that you mentioned to put the about section because we have to think that you know, for some people who might be landing on this page, this might be the first time that they're hearing about you. And even if you do have a mm-hmm. separate about section on your website, maybe your podcast page is that first place that they are landing on your website. And so they can kind of learn about your show and learn about you all at once. Yeah. And I will say when my podcast first came out last year, I had people messaging me saying, oh my goodness, I didn't know you had a podcast. And I said, wow, where did you find this? It's been out like two days. (laughs) And actually the podcast wasn't even out yet. The trailer Trailer? was out. Okay. So it had been out, you know, a couple of days and they said, oh, it was on Google. Like what? (laughs) My podcast page is on Google. It's been up for four days. That's amazing. So it really can, especially if you're super niche, which my podcast obviously is, it really can start to show up really fast. And that podcast page will drive a lot of traffic to your show. And a lot of times it is the first place that people find you. Yeah, absolutely. I was just, I love to like from time to time, just go on Google and like search some keywords, see which podcasts come up. And I had put in, I think I had put in TBT podcast or podcast for TBT sellers. And yours was like the first or second that popped up, which is 
It's so cool to <laughs> see. I like and to that's, hear. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. That's like the end goal. I love it. Also, I wanted to circle back real quick. You mentioned categories. That's one thing that I really want to add to my podcast page that I don't have currently. I'm going to link Kristen's podcast page so you can see it because it's beautiful and it's just laid out so nicely. And your categories on your website are so fun. They're <laughs> they are fun. Yeah. I I just wanted to mention that because it's unique and usually you just see, you know, the same kind of categories, but you put a little <laughs> twist on them. You want to know my and- secret? Should yes. I tell my secret? Yes, tell your secret. So I think I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> I was adding podcast categories to just to be a little more prominent on the website. And the words I was typing in were boring and yeah. I didn't love them. And so I went on chat GPT and I said, here are my categories for my podcast. Make them sound more fun. <laughs> and it gave me all of this alliteration and these cute names, and I really loved them. So yeah, they're so fun. I think we were at the podcast retreat when you were doing that. We were, yes. Yeah. So I'll link that so you guys can check that out. Okay, so you you mentioned a bunch of awesome things to put on that podcast page. Is there anything else that you wanted to include on there? One thing that I have added as my show has gotten a little older is I do have a section now of top episodes. Mm. And I like having that front and center because it helps me to put some of the best episodes in people's faces, especially if they're new. Maybe they didn't hear older episodes that were really good. So it helps just kind of surface some of those older ones again. It's probably not always accurate because I don't go in and change it constantly. But every couple of months, I'll go in and check again, what are my top episodes right now? And I'll swap it out because I want it to stay fresh and stay things that people are still listening to and interested in and things that are relevant and not out of date. But every couple of months, go in and update those. Yeah, that's a great idea. It's a good way to just drive some extra traffic back to some of your past episodes. I can't remember if you have this on your page. I added this on mine a few months ago, a section where people can submit themselves as a guest or like recommend somebody else to be a guest. And I've actually in the past few months, I wasn't really getting many inquiries from my website, from my podcast page at first, but in the past few months, I I have been getting a lot and they've been some really great pitches. So that is something that I've added. Do you have that on yours? I love that. I have it on a separate page and it's linked in the about section. I think I say something in the about section, like I love to chat with other TPT sellers and experts that sellers can learn from. If you want to be a guest or you have an idea for a guest, click here. But maybe I should make it more prominent because it would be fun to get lots of Neil. People. Yeah. Yeah. You could have it in, in two places. Awesome. Okay. So let's now that's, that's kind of the main podcast page while we're talking about important things to include. Can we touch on what do you think are some important things to include on show notes pages, like individual posts for individual episodes? Yeah. So Individual posts, I mean, we are going to include, obviously, a player for the post or for the <laughs> for the episode. We're going to include that player so that people don't have to go somewhere else to listen. Definitely want to include some show notes. Timestamps are so super helpful for people, mm-hmm. especially if they're wondering, you know, what is this episode about? Or maybe they just need, in longer episodes, they want an answer to one question. They don't want to listen to the whole thing. Not yeah. that we... <laughs> Really want people skipping through our episodes, I know, but people are busy. And so this is really helpful for them to be able to kind of skip around and find what they need or 
go back to something that they heard if they did listen to the whole episode and they're just curious. So love putting timestamps and just a little short description of the episode. The other thing that I know we put on my show notes that I think is really good for two reasons, for SEO and for people, is the actual transcript. And I've heard people kind of go back and forth like, oh, but if I put the transcript, maybe they won't listen and I want to get the plays. I want them to listen to the episode. My transcripts are collapsed down in a box. So it's not a super big piece of real estate and you have to click on it if you want to read the transcript. And I like that because that kind of prompts more people to play the episode. But having that transcript in there, assuming you are saying the words out loud that are part of your SEO keywords that can really help build search traffic to your posts because your transcript is going to be a lot longer and include a lot more content for Google to kind of crawl through and pull from to send people to your episode show notes. So I like it for SEO purposes. It does mean you need to kind of have some keywords in mind and be saying them during your episode. So do some keyword research ahead of time so that you know what you're supposed to be saying. And I know you're probably laughing because I'm really bad about it. (laughs) (laughs) The downside though for me is TPT sellers don't search. I know. Well, and there's just like not that much, it's not that much data to like, even if you do go on and do keyword research specifically for TPT sellers, there's not too much to pull from. So you kind of have to go off of what you know that people Mm -hmm. need and might be searching for. Yeah, I do. And yeah, you're, I'm using that's a words tricky like part of your niche. TPT and TPT yes. seller and those kinds of just really broad terms because those are the ones that get search traffic. Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of yeah, have those I, always in mind. Yes. And yeah, I people wonder about transcripts all the time and I hear mixed things and I I completely agree like from the SEO standpoint. And I've talked to so many people who actually do read the transcript. Mm-hmm. You know, you you think about what are people doing when they're listening to a podcast? They're most likely multitasking, doing something else. And so having that transcript where kind of like what you're saying about the timestamps, oh, Kristen said this in the episode, I want to go back and like re-listen to that section. Well, mm-hmm. if you've got the timestamps or you've got the transcript that you can do a quick search through, it makes it so much easier and more accessible for your listener. So I think yeah. I I totally agree. Yeah. And it will also pick it up if you have a search widget on your website and Mm. someone goes and searches, maybe they don't remember the title of your episode, but they remember something you said or something you talked about. If you've got that transcript on there, then those terms will get picked up because you said them in the episode. Oh my gosh, I never thought about that. I actually have a handful of people who have told me either in surveys or actually I just got an email reply today from a, I was going to say a listener, but she's not a listener someone who religiously reads the transcripts of my shows because she doesn't want to listen. I so. love it. Because, yeah, there are people, they, you know, they, they've got their preferences on how they want to consume the content. Yeah, and that's okay. That person who just does not listen, they like to always read the transcript, they're never going to listen anyway because they don't want to listen to a podcast. Right. So this way they're still getting content from me and I'm still helping them with their business. And, you know, you're still turning those people into customers down the road because they're still getting to hear from you, even though they're doing it in a different way. So I think I really don't see much of a downside, honestly, to putting the transcript in there. Yeah, completely agree. And I never even thought about 
being able to search for a term that's in the transcript on the website. Because let me tell you, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but I know as a listener, I have listened to a podcast episode and sometimes it'll be a situation where maybe the host will say, they're talking about a topic and they're like, oh, if you want to hear more about this, whatever they're talking about, I've got a bunch of other episodes on it. Or, oh, I did an episode about X, Y, and Z. Go check that out. But they don't give the episode number. They don't give the episode title. Maybe it's not in their show notes. And I'm like, oh, I really want to listen to this. And I go to their website, but they don't have that search feature. Mm-hmm. It makes it so hard to find the episode that you're looking for. Whereas if the search feature is there, it's so easy to find what you need. Yeah. And I didn't include that in my what should you have on your podcast page, but that is something I think should be on everybody's website everywhere, <laughs> Yeah, regardless of whether you're podcasting or not. I think that belongs on every website because it does just help people find what they're looking for. And I don't know about you. I use my search bar on my website <laughs> The time. I use your search Someone bar too. <laughs> Someone will ask for something and I'll think, oh, I know I did a podcast episode on that or I've written a yeah. blog post on that. And instead of going in the back end and looking for things, I'll just go search for it because I know it'll pop up and I'll be able to grab the link really quick. Yes, I know. I have like for all the podcasts that we work on, I have master lists of all the episodes, but sometimes it is just faster to mm-hmm. that's usually what I end up doing. If I'm looking for like related episodes for show notes or something like that, I'll just always go to the person's website and use their search bar because it's so fast. And as long as you're doing your SEO well, <laughs> it should right. find all the right things really easily for you. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So we talked a little bit about how a transcript can have can give you some of those SEO benefits. How else can we use SEO to get more traffic to our our podcast page and to our show notes? Yeah. So definitely think about your keywords as you are titling your podcast episodes. Anything that applies to SEO anywhere else can be applied to your show notes. So keywords need to be in your title. And a lot of times the way that we title my episodes, at least, maybe the keywords don't really go in the title because I want to title it so that people are engaged and excited to listen to it on their podcast app. And sometimes that's not a super keyword friendly title, but you can also use your SEO plugin if you're on WordPress to create a separate SEO title for your show notes, for your page. And then that will help get it out for the right keywords. So definitely put your keywords in your titles. Make sure you're using them in that short description that is showing up. And then just working those keywords into the content and into your images is super important as well. Yes. And if you're, I use Squarespace. I've been wanting to switch over to WordPress and we can talk about that in a sec. But (laughs) if you are listening and you're on Squarespace, same thing with Squarespace. There's a tab like when you're editing your post, I think it's labeled SEO and you can change the SEO title and it's okay if it's different than your regular title because it is mm-hmm. so it's so tricky to find that balance of engaging title but also SEO friendly title it's hard yeah the other thing i know that we do on our show notes for for my show is the url for the show for the episode is going to be the keyword or at least a phrase with the keywords in it and that's not super shareable so we just use a redirect plugin. We use Rank Math, which is an SEO plugin and also does redirections. 
but you can use a million different plugins to redirect one link to another. And so we just redirect that episode number. So I have that super easy to share out. You know, if you want to hear this, go check out the show notes at kristendoyle.co slash episode whatever. Hmm. And that's something easy to share out and easy for people to type in. But then it redirects over to the one that is good for SEO. Yes. So definitely recommend taking the extra step of using the keywords in your URL and then creating that redirect to have something easy to share. Yes. And do you know how much it matters? Like, is it more important to have, and this might be a case-by-case basis, but is it more important to have the keyword or, you know, sometimes your SEO plugin will say like, this is too long. This URL is too long. Is it okay to have it be a little bit longer if it includes that phrase that you really want to focus on? Yeah. I would say the keywords are more important than the link. Hmm. I do try to keep it short. And a lot of times I'll just use the keywords. Yeah. Most of the time, the auto-generated is going to be your entire title, and sometimes that is super, super long. So a lot of times, I'll I'll pull out a bunch of the rest of the text and just leave the keywords. Or if there's a keyword that you tend to talk about a lot, then you know, add another word or two to make it unique. Yeah, perfect. Anything else that you can think of, and from an SEO standpoint, that we might want to consider when we're doing our show notes. The Biggest thing as far as SEO is concerned and show notes is getting those keywords in where they belong. The other thing I would just say to keep in mind is if you're not including a transcript, your content's probably going to be pretty short. And so make it just a little bit longer so that it's long enough for Google to pick up and pay attention to. If you've got, you know, just one or two really short paragraphs, chances are there's not enough information in there for Google to really determine what your page is about, because that's what they're doing. When they crawl our pages, they're looking at the words on the page and they're trying to determine what is this page about so that they surface it for the right searches. And if you've only got two paragraphs, maybe you've got 200 words, that's really not enough information. So you want to make it a little longer. And again, like I said, transcripts on the page is a great way to just immediately do that and give lots of things for Google to work with. Yes. Perfect. And what are your, you have a couple different SEO tools that you, that you use for keyword research. What are your favorites? I use several. I use Uber Suggest. I use KW Finder. I use Surfer SEO. There's a handful that I use for different things. If you're just starting out though, I would suggest Uber Suggest. It is a solid SEO tool. It gives you reliable results. And my favorite part, the reason I really recommend it to people just starting out is they have a lifetime license where you pay once and I believe it's $297 or $299 for a lifetime license for their tool. And so that tends to be a lot less expensive than any of the other SEO tools because most of them you're having to pay $20, 30 $50 a month for access. Mm. And some of them are even more than that. Yeah, People are always asking me for a free SEO tool. <laughs> and honestly, there are some out there. I've tried them all. None of them are very good. It's yeah. It kind of is a pay-to-play kind of, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And is that, if you pay for that lifetime, is it unlimited searches that you can do? It's not unlimited, but I will tell you that license is the one that I use working on two websites and a bunch of clients. So it's plenty of searches for what most people would need. I've actually heard that if you decline that lifetime offer, there's a $99 lifetime offer. That one is 
a lot more limited though, I think I would probably mm. run out on that one. Okay. But okay. that is an option too. Good to know. Now, you've mentioned that you use WordPress for your website. Can you give us just a little bit of like why why you choose WordPress over maybe Squarespace or I'm blanking on some of the other websites, <laughs> website yeah. hosts or hosts. That's not even the right name. What is it? Platforms. Platforms. Website platforms. platforms. <laughs> yes. So definitely the biggest platforms that at least TPT sellers are using are Blogger, Squarespace, and WordPress. There's also Wix, Weebly, million others that I'm not naming right now. <laughs> My two cents is that WordPress is that platform where you basically will never run out of growth potential. Anything that you need to do on your website, you can do on WordPress with the right combination of plugins. So when you move, when you set up your site on WordPress, you're basically guaranteeing you're not going to have to migrate to a new platform pretty much ever just because of the way that it's built and the way that you add in whatever features you need. So that really is my biggest reason that I push people toward WordPress. It is the most customizable and it has the most growth potential. So no matter where your business takes you and how crazy it grows in the future, WordPress will be able to handle whatever you're doing. Squarespace is fine. It's not bad at all. There's nothing wrong with Squarespace. It just is a little bit more limited as far as the design options, yeah. extra features you can add, all of those sorts of things. And that's true of basically any of those other platforms. There are just limitations around different features depending on the platform. And eventually what it means is a lot of people will outgrow those platforms and need to move. And so then they move to WordPress. And that's a whole big expense, again, to get a brand new site built. It can be stressful sometimes. I do my best when I'm working with clients to mitigate that stress. <laughs> but for people who are DIYing it, that is, it's a huge source of stress to try to get all your content moved and set up a site on a new platform and make sure the redirects are working and all of those things. So my recommendation as someone who has moved website platforms and email providers and <laughs> I have not moved podcast hosts yet. And you will <laughs> not say I never to. will. You're on Buzzsprout. <laughs> You're solid. They're good. They're good. <laughs> yeah. They're good. But as someone who has moved platforms a lot for different things, it is always a hassle. And my recommendation is to start somewhere good from the beginning so that you don't have to deal with moving. Yes, I know. I like I said, I'm on Squarespace and totally agree. Like there it's great. It does what I need it to, but most of our clients are on WordPress and I've seen you've you've now done a lot of the podcast pages and show notes for some of the other clients that I work with and I see like all the cool customizable things that can be done on there yeah. and so I've been thinking about making the switch, but it is overwhelming for sure. It's daunting. Yeah. <laughs> I would be it's hiring overwhelming you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I will be yes. glad to help you. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge about everything website when it comes to your podcast. Because like I said, this is something people have a lot of questions about and you gave us all kinds of good information. Can you tell everybody, because I know you've got a lot of different ways that people can work with you. <laughs> you've also got your podcast. So can you tell us a little bit just about like what you offer and about your podcast as well? Yeah. So the show is The Savvy Teacher Seller. 
And of course, it's on all the places. You can also just go to thesavvyteacherseller.com and get to my podcast page. And I didn't say that, but that is another thing I would recommend. If your website is not the same as your podcast, buy your podcast domain and point it to your podcast page that's on your website. So my website is kristendoyle.co and the podcast is technically forward slash podcast, right? But if you go to thesavvyteacherseller.com, you'll get redirected right over to the podcast page. That's a nice, easy thing to share. And it's also good for SEO reasons. So definitely recommend doing that. There's your little bonus tip right at the end. I'm so glad that you said that because I have a lot of people who they want to start a podcast, but they don't want to use the same name as like their TBT store. And so they have a lot of trouble of, okay, well, is it going to confuse people if I have this new name for my podcast on my existing website? And so I always tell them, and I don't know if this is right or not, but I always tell them to put like, you know, the tab at the top of their website, just put podcast and Mm -hmm. it's okay to have it be a different name. But I love that, that redirect tip, such a good tip because then if somebody's searching, (laughs) yeah, that's so smart. Oh my gosh. Never thought of that. And then no one else can buy it and own the domain for your show. It's another way to just kind of protect your asset in a way. Same is true for social media handles and things. Maybe Mm -hmm. go in and claim those for your show. Yeah. Especially if it's a different name. So yes, you can find me at kristendoyle.co slash everything. I made an everything page not too long ago, and that will actually just get you to all the things I offer, whether they're free or paid. So the podcast link is on there. The Facebook group is on there, all of my socials, and then all of the paid things as well. I do coaching and an SEO course and web design. I do way too many things. You do a lot. I don't know. (laughs) Do you sleep or no? (laughs) I do sleep. Sometimes I wake up at 4 a.m. with work ideas and I get up and work for two hours. I did that yesterday. Yeah, your brain must just be buzzing all the time. It, but I all the time. I resonate with that. Same. <laughs> I think so many of us do. Right. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think everybody's things probably buzzing raising around. their hand. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, we will include all of those things in the show notes. And once again, thank you so much for coming on. This has been really fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram at Podcasting for Educators. I'm always looking for an excuse to talk about podcasting. If you're looking for support in launching, managing, or growing your podcast, check out my online course, the Podcasting for Educators Prep School at podcastingforeducators.com slash prep school. I'll see you here next time.